Welcome back to Musical Notes. I'm Judith Marshan, and we're here at PANJ Radio, and we are in for a real treat tonight. This is going to be a lot of fun, um, because I have a super special guest, Brandon Broderick. So welcome, Brandon. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. so to be here. All right. Very cool. Um, so let's jump in, and why don't you give us a little bit of your history, how you got into music, and um, yeah, why you chose the guitars. Give us a little background. All right. Um, I, I started out as a drummer, actually. Okay. Um, in the uh, school band, in like elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that. Um, they gave me the tambourine. That was all I was able to do then. <laughs> um, but eventually you know i started getting better at it and then i got a drum set and practiced like that and then in high school i joined a band as a drummer so pretty much all the way up until i was like 17 i was pretty much just playing drums um wow. i even played in the jazz band in high school as a drummer um, and why the drums at that time um i don't know i just for whatever reason i started on that and, and it mm-hmm. took to me i just really liked it mm-hmm. and i liked the rhythm and everything um but then I was also a writer, too. Like, I would always write lyrics and poems and stuff like that. So that's where the change kind of happened. When <laughs> kind I was of th- hard to drum to your <laughs> lyrics, yeah. yeah. When I was 13, I started um, writing a lot of, like, songs. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to share these with anyone if I'm playing drums, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, unless I'm, like, Don Henley or something. You know, right. and I joined the Eagles. But um, I, so I was like, so I started learning guitar because... You know, that's how I was going to share these songs. Sure. And then I started playing more and more. I didn't really take it seriously until I was like 17. And then I started practicing on just guitar. I'd kind of drop drums and just, just did guitar and then just really enjoyed it a lot. Awesome. That's so awesome. that's the basic background, yeah. All right. So were you in a marching band? No, I didn't do that. Um, just in like the school uh, orchestra band in like elementary school, middle school. Um, I just asked because I was in marching band. I yeah. played the French horn, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then I did the flags, like the um, oh. color guard. Yeah. So, But that was back when, you know, like now they have like really cool uniforms and stuff or costumes or whatever. Ours were really awful. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So then you found that you just loved playing guitar. Yeah. yeah. And that I was, you know, because I was a writer and always... <clears throat> and wrote songs that the guitar is the best way to kind of get those out there. You know, I could sing them quick and bring my guitar to me wherever I go. You know, right. Backing up the drums takes a little bit longer. <laughs> a I would little think. longer, yeah. So, <laughs> so how would you describe your music? Oh, does it um, fit any genre? Or? Um, I guess um, it's definitely uh, has more of the folk mm-hmm. country style to it. But I mean, that's only like a handful of my songs. You know, then I have ones that don't fit that at all. Yeah. Um, and that's what people have always told me, too, when they hear me play. They go, you know, you have, like, you played ten songs tonight, and they all have a different sound to them. Like, one's country, one's folk, one's, like, a rock, one's, like, heavy. I so, would agree. <laughs> I've experienced that. That's It's fun that way. Yeah, so... It's more interesting. I, I've kind of consciously done that a little bit, where I, I didn't want to pin myself to any specific genre, because, I, you know, why hold myself back, you know? Let Definitely. everything that I that's in here come out, you know, and don't worry about whether it's rock or country or mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just music, you know. That's great. It makes it more diverse, and more interesting, and awesome. Well, let's 
let's hear one of your right. songs and before we do this, too much more talking. <laughs> this was the problem I was having is figuring out what to play. Mm. <laughs> so I'll play one of the ones that don't really fit into any of those kind of, uh, this is called Hole Inside. All right.
Very nice. Bravo. <laughs> Great music. Great music. Uh, is there a, so is there a story behind that song? Who? Um, actually, there's not. Um, which, which is just kind of weird, but um, that's it's one of those songs that uh, I wrote really quickly, um, maybe in like ten minutes. Really? Yeah. And I feel that a lot of the songs that I end up liking the most are the ones that are like that. No kidding. Um, I, I have a good, uh, you know, I teach guitar also. Okay. Um, and in my little studio, which is, it's got to be like a six by six room or something. It's super small. And I just sit in there during my breaks and I just mess around. And I'll just come up with a riff like that, you know. And I just start messing around on and just randomly singing words. Mm-hmm. And then when I get stuff that sticks, I like take that and I put it in. Like, I put it in my phone, like, okay, that line stays. And then I try to work stuff in. I try to write lines around that line to kind of create some type of a story. And so there's always, like, a message in mind, but there's not really, like, a story, at least not for that song. Obviously, that song's about, you know, um, you know, if you're always negative all the time, you know, that's going to kind of follow you. So don't be. You know? um, <laughs> Definitely. A very simple message and very, you know, I guess cliche, you could say, but my, my goal was to f- figure out, like, a different way to say it, you know, kind of. Yeah. Well, is that, would you say that's how most of your song, how you write most of your songs? Or tell us about how you write your songs. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much uh, how a lot of them are written. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes I do have, like, words that are just... A lot of the older songs that I wrote um, were just words first, and I had to put music to them. Right. Um, but the last few years, I've been trying to do this kind of exercise where I do writing in the moment, mm-hmm. where I just, you know, I get in the zone and I just try to write. Like, just play around and try and have a song come out. If it doesn't come out, then, you know, I don't write a song that day. Mm-hmm. Um, if it does come out and I'll finish it, I usually don't even come back to it. I just kind of throw it out. Because if it didn't stick that day, then it wasn't good enough. Gotcha. That's kind of like my own personal way of doing it. And sometimes, you know, I'll have recordings of them because I'll put on my iPhone and, and record what I do when I'm in there. Right. And sometimes, you know, I'll play it back for some people and they'll be like, no, dude, that riff is really good. Like, you got to go back and work on that. So sometimes I'll go back and if I really like it, I'll like keep working on it and writing it. But I like the ones that just, boom, they just click like within a half hour or whatever. Those are the ones that I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So That's cool. Are there Are there certain things that, influence your writing um such as you mean um, like past experiences or relationships or um does it just vary it definitely varies mm-hmm. I, I try to really i've come i think like there's been two major topics that i tend to write about like more universal stuff um like for instance that song like kind of just a very vague sentiment or idea like you know Live, you know, don't be negative. <laughs> Very simplistic. Um, but then, like, trying to find, like I said before, like trying to find these little ways to say it differently. Like, you know, instead of saying, like, you know, don't worry, be happy, <laughs> right. you know, I can say it, you know, more in a different way, in my own way. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's those songs, and then there's the songs that are more personal about myself um, that I just let it come out. Like, I have a song, Blame It on Youth, <laughs> which you've heard, which is just about how I look really young for my age. Yeah, I, I like everyone. that song a lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> I and, do uh, too. <laughs> and everyone always says that, you know. So I was like, I'm going to write a song about that and kind of make fun of myself. Uh-huh. 
and that's what that song is. So there's some that are kind of tongue-in-cheek, kind of making a jab at myself or how I feel. Um, but then the other ones are more, I guess everyone can relate to them. Yeah, great. All right, for anyone just joining us, um, this is Brandon Broderick, and uh, we're talking about all kinds of interesting musical things. Um, so I wonder, who can you tell me who your musical in- influences have been? Um, let's see. So when I was younger, um, I got really into like the jam band stuff mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and, and where did you grow up? I grew up in Heightstown. Heightstown. You're still there, right? Yep. yep. It's okay. about uh, 40 minutes from here, from Lambertville. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I grew up there um, and still live there. Um, actually, my backyard's a farm. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. So I kind of I had that kind of going on, too. Um, so it was suburbia there, and then if I went in my backyard, I can get that little bit of farm. Before they put the fence up, I could go out the farm and take peaches off the trees, and that's probably why they put the fence up. <laughs> all your fault. Um, I didn't know they had farms in Heightstown. That's, that's yeah, they nice. do, actually. All in that area, like Heightstown, Millstone. It's, it's actually pretty farmy out there See? as you head down towards the shore. But um, Cool. So I grew up in that area. I'm still there now. Um, but, yeah, so I, like I said, uh, the first band that really, uh, really hit me hard was Dave Matthews Band. Okay. Um, and they're still a huge influence on me. Um, and that definitely comes through a lot. Um, I, that's how I started learning guitar. I learned all of the Dave Matthews songs. And they're really right. hard to play and sing at the same time. So I think that helped me get really good. Oh, really? Yeah, they're very mm-hmm. complex, actually. Um, mm-hmm. So that was that was a good way. And then uh, from there, uh, The Dead. Yeah. Uh, a huge Dead fan. And, you know, I, I listened to them for so long. When I, when I, you know, it's weird, too, because you know, my parents weren't really that into that stuff. You know, they liked yeah. it, but, I mean, you know, my dad was more of a... He was into, the, like, the Southern rock, like the Almond Brothers. Okay. Marshall Tucker. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of stuff, which I love, too. You know, okay. and he would, like, listen to Genesis and some stuff like that, too, some more proggy stuff. So that was always there. Um, like, the Almond Brothers are a jam band, so... Um, so I guess that kind of helped. But anyway, I got into the Dead, and I just recently had, a, like, a revival with them. I kind of weren't... Didn't listen to them for a while. Now I'm listening to nothing but them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going back through because um, their their 50th anniversary was last year. Right. Um, so I was kind of listening to nothing but them now. But um, those are my two biggest influences. And then I branched off from there. I, I listened to bluegrass mm-hmm. a lot. Um, the old school country guys like Hank Williams. Oh, yeah. And, and um, who else? Um, oh, some other singer-songwriters like Tom Waits. I'm huge on him, especially lyrically. Um, that is quite a spectrum. It's yeah, it's big, mm-hmm. and then jazz too, because I was in the jazz band. I always listened to that stuff. I love those old saxophone guys like Sonny Stitt, Sonny Rollins, and Coltrane. And yeah, I love the saxophone. I love the jazz saxophone. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I didn't play guitar, that's what I would play. Yeah, I'd probably want to be just a jazz saxophone guy, just smoking a cigar and then going up on stage and grabbing the sax. You know, <laughs> that talk about an easier instrument to uh, pack up. That true. Um, there's <laughs> yeah. a story somebody told me one time. They said, um, <laughs> if you, uh, basically the other members of the band never got with the groupies because they had to pack up after the gig and the girls would leave. Right. Um, but the sax player got all the girls because his, <laughs> his, his, it only took him, you know, two seconds right. to pack up. So he's like, yeah, these other guys are going to take a while, so why don't we uh, you know, get out of here? I'll show you so, some fun. Yeah. That's another reason to not be a drummer. But. <laughs> right. Well, and you don't have to worry about breaking a string if you play the sax. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, definitely cool instruments. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe someday you'll get into that too. Yeah, that would would be cool. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, great. Well, um, you know, before we go further, why don't we tell listeners how they can find you if they like and what they hear right now? Um, so my main website is broderickmusic.com. So that's B-R-O-D-E-R-I-C-K music.com. And that, that pretty much has all you need. I tried to make it as easy as possible, especially for our generation. Yeah, it's a nice website. Yeah, you know, perusing so, it, yeah. Um, you know, they, if it's too hard for them to do something, just <laughs> don't do it. Yes. <laughs> so I try to make it as easy as possible to put everything right there, so... If you go to that site, you can get a good feel for everything. Great. And uh, it has your schedule on there, where you're going to be next. And you're also on uh, Facebook, too, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So under Brandon Broderick. All right. Well, let's um, let's do another song, and then we'll talk about um, so your upcoming gigs. Okay. All right. Um, so this song is actually brand new. Um, you're going to be the first person to hear it. Oh, it's exciting. People listening will be the first people to hear it. Excellent. Um, and I'm actually going to pull the lyrics up on my phone because I don't want to mess it up on the air. <laughs> um, so let's see. This is one of those ones that falls into that bluegrassy uh, vibe that I love. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of bluegrass lately, especially working out in like in the field. The bluegrass yeah. is just seems to fit. It does. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's one of those sunny day kind of things. Mm-hmm. You, you know. So nice. Uh, this is called Cold, Cold World. All right. Please take my eyes, please take my mind. Take all the water and run the rivers dry. Leave me with nothing but a broken, empty side. It's a cold, cold world. Take the sun, please take the stars Take my soul and tear it apart Leave me with nothing but an empty broken heart It's a cold, cold world It's a cold, cold, cold And it's a cold, cold, cold It's a cold, cold world just waiting for a spark Take all the cries Wrap them up In a box of lies Leave me with nothing I won't ask the reason why Cause it's a cold, cold world Take what you can Leave it all behind There's a lot more living So I don't really mind I won't sign for happiness along the dotted line It's a cold, cold world And it's a cold, cold, cold It's a cold, cold, cold And it's a cold, cold world just waiting for a spark
It's a cold, cold world just waiting for a spark. And it's a cold, cold world just waiting for some warmth. It's a cold, cold world just waiting for a spark. Yeah. I definitely need to listen to that song when I'm working out in the 90 degree heat <laughs> in the middle of the field on the farm. <laughs> Great song. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so tell us where we can find you. I know you you do a lot of open mics and gigs and things. You are a busy man. I am. Um, but I love it. Yeah. I love that. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way. I always say that. But um, yeah, gigs. Let me pull up my list. Because there's too many to remember right now. Um, let's see. So um, Monday, June 13th, kind of. So I'm playing a private party this weekend, but people can't go to that. So um, starting with gigs that you can go to. All right. Uh, Monday, June 13th, I'm at Small World Coffee in Princeton. There's an open mic there. Yes, I've on been On Mondays. There. Mm-hmm. Um, good coffee, too. Very good. Mm-hmm. I love it there. Um, Princeton's just a cool spot, and that's really the only place to play there anymore. Alchemist and Barrister used to have one I used to go to all the time, but they can that. Oh, um, too bad. So, Monday, June 13th, Small World Coffee in Princeton. Tuesday, June 14th, the American Hotel in Freehold has an open mic. Okay, I haven't been there. Um, then Wednesday, June 15th, I help run an open jam up in Highland Park with my friend Vinny Kaczynski, who's also in my uh, cover band. Um, and that's basically cool. just like you come, you bring your guitar, you bring whatever you play, harmonica, saxophone, bass, and you just come up and you just jam. Really? Yep. Well, that sounds fun. Even if you don't know any songs, you just say, okay, let's do something in F and we'll just follow you and we'll just jam. <laughs> fun. And you know, it's a lot of, ends up being a lot of blues, but that stuff is fun to play. Yeah. Um, and then let's see, June 17th, I have, this is where my weekend starts of four gigs in two days. <laughs> so... Friday, June 17th, I'm playing at Teddy's Restaurant, Cranberry, which is right near where I live, and they've been really great to me over the years. I'm playing with this girl, Rebecca Brunskill. She's a singer um, that also writes her own songs. So we're going to do a duet thing there. It's like a six to nine restaurant gig. Mm. Later that night, I got a gig at Princeton at the Ivy Inn, which is like the only dive bar in Princeton, (laughs) the only bar open after midnight in Princeton, too, so it always gets pretty crowded. Um, That's with my cover band, Jam Lab. Wow. So we, what time's that? It starts at 10. So I play 6 to 9 at Cranberry, pack up, go straight there, set everything up, and play from 10 to 2 there. You're the man. Then the next day I wake up and play Art All Night in Trenton at this warehouse. Yes, I've been to that. On uh, Saturday, June 18th, and that's going to be a 3.30 set time. That is cool. Have you been to the Art All I have Night not been before? There. No. This will yeah. be my first time, and it goes like all day. Yeah, well, it goes all day, all night. And my ba- uh, I have a friend who's in a math rock, like, hardcore band, uh-huh. and they're playing at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been overnight. I've been during the day. I've heard overnight is pretty wild, but... Yeah, surprisingly, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, they have a whole um, indoor art, like, yeah. gallery, and then they have music on a couple different stages, and they have drum circles and demonstrations. And yeah, it is, it is cool. So, yeah. I'm excited for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm playing there. And then later that night, I play New Hope over at the Logan Inn Uh, with my friend Stephanie Chin, who is also a singer, songwriter. Um, And she's going to do most of the singing, and I'm going to back her up and do a duet for that. 
So that's something I've been doing more lately. I've been just doing these duet gigs because they're good money. Um, and that's I like great. Them. That's yeah. I, um, I want less to... singing for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you've done the Logan in before with her. Yeah, right? we did that yeah. last month. Um, mm-hmm. This time, we're she's bringing a percussionist out. Oh, fun! So it's going to be three of us actually. So that'll be really awesome. Um, and that was a cool gig. It was a really small bar. It was probably about the size of this room. Um, it's a nice bar. Yeah, there. Yeah, really nice. Um, oh, they might have you outside this time. You're right. Yeah. Although I'm not sure if I prefer that or not. We'll yeah. See. I might be sweating too much, but. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I got those. So those are four the four gigs in that weekend. Four gigs in two days. Well, that sounds fun. And then the week after that, I'm at Blend Bar and Bistro in Hamilton on Wednesday, June 22nd. That's like an open mic run by my friend Sean Ryman. He's a really cool cool guy, and uh, it's just a cool open mic. And then conclude my month at fr- Saturday, June 25th at Lorita Winery in New Egypt. Oh. My first gig headlining there. I'm playing like from 1 to 5 p.m., and it's just like, you know, I'll do a lot of covers and stuff. I'll probably throw some of my originals like those in there, those kind of short quick ones yeah and that's at a winery Um, it's at a winery that should be nice during the day and that is a really nice winery too um i actually played there they had a american idol style competition really in february and i did it and placed second place in it wow congratulations thank you so that's why um they got me a gig okay you know they saw me through doing that all right so we're gonna go do a quick break All right. Brandon Broderick, thank you so much. Don't go away, folks. We're going to be back with more music and more interesting conversation. See you soon. business only gets one chance to make a first impression. That's why Green Birdie Productions offers free re-edits on every high-definition video we create. Our Emmy Award-winning staff and green screen special effects studio guarantee the quality we strive for. It's no wonder most of our business comes from referrals. Green Birdie Productions. Compelling video. Competitive price. Hi, this is Bernie Wagenblast, and hopefully Vinny V is not stuck in traffic right now, and we'll be able to do his show in the green room here on PANJRadio.com. You'll find all sorts of interesting things that are going on in New Jersey and in Pennsylvania. So tune in to Vinny V and In the Green Room. This is Pat Foran and Zach Romano here at PANJRadio.com. When I have time, I'm hanging out here at the studio with the Shack Radio Boys. And the darkness turns back 
All right, everyone, welcome back to Musical Notes here on PANJ Radio. I'm Judith Marshan, and we're here with our fantastic guest, Brandon Broderick from Heightstown, New Jersey. Um, and we were just talking about his upcoming gigs and um, oh, the Art All Night in Trenton and a winery in New Egypt, just and, and tons of open mics. He's uh, this guy travels all over the place, plays constantly, and uh, we love that. So, um, tell us again, Brandon, your website for anyone who might just be joining us. They can um, Broderick, check you out. BroaderickMusic.com. B r o d e r i c k Music.com. Great. Yeah, great website. You can read all about Brandon, and he's got a schedule on there. He's got a cool blog and sample music and all kinds of good stuff. So um, let's see. Well, I wanted to touch on a little bit on your band. You said it was called Jam Lab. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little more about your band. Um, well, that name wasn't my choice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll start off with that. But, um, yeah, we're just uh, we're a, group of, a group of guys that have known each other for a long time. Um, the keyboard player and other guitar player are, um, I went to high school with them mm-hmm. and played in other bands with them. So they're really good friends of mine. And then they introduced me to two other really great musicians. And I'm just glad to be able to play with them. They're just like so awesome. You know, um, what kind of music do they play? So we all, we just do covers. We're a cover band mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that's different about us is we jam out the covers okay. like a jam band. So we'll play like come together Right. And then we just take it out to uncharted territory. Like we get dark with it and kind of do this these jams, and then they go into other covers. So we'll be playing "Come Together." We'll go into like the spacey jam, and then that'll go into another "Brick in the Wall" by Pink Floyd. Oh, all right. And then we go That's out cool. of that, and we go into something else. You know, we'll go into like "Feel Like Feel Like Making Love" by Bad Company or something. So that makes it more interesting. It gives a different spin on. Yeah, and, the and we song. just love it. We love jamming, and we all love just playing together. So. Um, it's, it's always just really fun, and, and it's a nice break from doing this, from doing my solo stuff, because this is more serious, you know, I'm writing songs and doing all this, and the, the band, I can just be like, we're just going to play covers, drink a lot, and just, you know, have a good time, let loose, so it's, it's a nice break from all the chaos. Yeah, nice. And uh, so how did they come up with the name that wasn't your choice? <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, I don't really know. Uh, mm-hmm. We were in a, we're in a Facebook thread Mm-hmm. group where you can talk to each other um and we just threw around names and for some reason one of the guys suggested that and everybody else said all right, right. and i was just like i think we could do better and they're like nah. yeah. <laughs> i don't want to think about it so i was fine i mean it's fine whatever yeah you know, cool. i'm sure people said the same thing about what's pink floyd you know what is that when they first started out or so that's true it's kind of an odd name if you think about it <laughs> we're used yeah. to it but it's odd um so, and then you were in a band before this one. Yeah. And, uh, actually, I like the name of that one. Oh, Cotton. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 100% it, Cotton. It started out as that, yeah. And then we were like, no one's going to take us seriously. So we need to drop a 100% and just be Cotton. <laughs> and then people, I think, took us less seriously after we yeah. did that. Yeah, I like 100% in there. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that band went on for a while. That was very different from the stuff that I'm writing now. But... Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool. I mean, it was a good experience, and, and I still play with one of the guys that was in that. The other two guys moved to California, but one mm-hmm. of them, I still play with him all the time. He's in Jam Lab. So. Yeah, awesome. And they're, and they're playing one of the gigs you mentioned, right? The, yeah, uh, the at the Jam Ivy Lab. Inn in Princeton. Princeton, right, right, 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Yeah. On, on Friday, June 17th. Right, right, one of your four for that weekend. So, um, And then, 
So now your CD, you have a CD, right? Yep. That's not your band. That's just you. That's just me. Yeah. yeah. All right. Tell us about your CD. So I made it um, two years ago. And right now I'm working on other songs, but I haven't put anything out yet. But that CD uh, came out two years ago. It was It's 12 songs, all original songs that I recorded, produced, and mixed all by myself in my room. All yourself? All myself. That's impressive. And it, it, it took, uh, the album's called 12 by 12. And that's because it took 12 months to make. And I recorded it and everything in a 12 by 12 room. No kidding. So that's great. it kind of made sense to call it that. So that's why it's called that. I like that. Um, but yeah, um, it's on my website. You can you can pretty much stream all the songs for free. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, anybody that wants to buy it, that's obviously a great help um, to me in my career. But, um, you know, it's up there to listen to, um, as well as my archive, um, my live archive that I do want to talk about, too. Um, I have this archive on Bandcamp, okay. bblive.bandcamp.com, but you can also just find it on my website. And it's basically every single show I play, I record them. Every show? Every show. Mix wow. and master them and put them up for free for everyone to listen to. Like the dead did. That's what they did. They recorded all their shows and put them up and everyone could listen to them. So, you know, that's kind of like a way for me to give back to people who come out to see me. It's like, you know, once you you can see me and then you can also re-listen to it if you want, you know. Maybe that's you'll, Maybe you'll hear your voice screaming in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Um, That's a lot of work because you play a lot of places. Yes. Yeah. So. Great. And so you have must have a lot of high-tech equipment um, you do not, all this Not too with? much high-tech, no. Um, it's gotten to a point now where the technology is so good that you can actually make pretty decent stuff for cheap. Mm. Um, you just need, like, obviously you need a computer and you need an interface. But, like, you know, I mean, for less than 500 bucks, you can make some pretty good stuff. Really? Yeah. If 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 you like have some experience in, in sound at least and, and know a little bit of what you're doing, yeah. I think you could. Yeah. Well, how did you learn how to do all that? Um, when I was in high school, I just kind of messed around. I, I always loved like all the bands I listened to did that. You know, they all recorded their live shows and stuff, and I always liked that idea. Mm-hmm. So I was always trying to figure out how to do that with my bands. So I got like all these recording things. I would get like a digital recorder and hook us all up and figure it out, and it sucked for a while. <laughs> I was like, man, this, why does this sound so bad? And I just kept working on it, just kept working on it, and after, you know, now I can say I'm good, finally. Nice. But Self-taught, learn as you go. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah, great. All right, well, let's hear some more music. Right. What do you feel like playing next? I'm going to play the song that uh, I make fun of myself. Uh, I like The that one, one that you like a lot. Uh, cool. A lot of people <laughs> like it a lot. This is the song, after, every time I play this song, everyone always it gets a big ovation. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, he's right. He looks like he's in high school. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Broderick. Spent too much time drinking in the bars We'll know that life never got me very far So blame it on my youth Yeah, blame it on my youth And I can't save a dime for the life of me The food that I cook don't taste good to me so blame it on my youth Yeah, blame it on my youth And ask me when will I grow up I don't think I'll 
life's too short and this world too cold So ask me once again No, I'll never get old I'm 27 but I look 18 And I can't grow a beard and I can't stay clean So blame it on my youth Yeah, blame it on my youth And ask me when will I grow up I don't think I'll ever give up Life's too short and this world too cold Ask me once again No, I'll never get Great. That's great. And it, well, you look like a very handsome high schooler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there's at least some, uh, I guess, some positives about it. <laughs> I noticed a um, happy belated birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you. You had yep. to change the song to 27. For yeah. 26. <laughs> yeah. And it started at 24. 24. So I was thinking about that. Like, what am I going to do when I'm like playing that? I'm going to have to figure that out down the line. What happens when I'm like, I'm 70, <laughs> but I look 34. Oh, I have yeah. to make something up like that. I don't know. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> 75, but I look 61. <laughs> That's good. It'll work. <laughs> It'll stay honest, right? Yeah. I think, I think that probably hits home with people because, you know, it, we all have to laugh at ourselves sometimes. We all have things that we got to make fun of ourselves about. So Absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, I guess it's, you know, it's like laying it, laying it out on the table for people. Um, it's like people, I guess they, you know, they appreciate the honesty that you like are willing to do that, you know, basically make fun of the fact that, you know, that bothers you, you know, yeah, or whatever, or that it doesn't bother you. I don't know. And it, well, and it's something good to learn. I mean, if we can make fun of ourselves and just not take ourselves so seriously, then I think we're better off. Yeah. Sometimes that, that's a good message. I like that actually. Yeah. It's going to be a new song. And I, all right. <laughs> I know I take myself too seriously a lot of times. It's just like... Lighten up. <laughs> it's going to be all right. But, um, so do you have anything currently you're recording? Yeah, um, but nothing really concrete yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want, I, I'm, I'm doing what you said Russell was going to do, which is just putting out songs now. Yeah, let's talk about that, because um, you have a, on your blog the, something called the, uh, an article, The Death of the Album, that I thought was very interesting. So, so you're not um, going to be doing another album, you think? Um, yeah, or at least I'm not going to be putting it out the same way. Mm. Like, I'm not going to be promoting it like an album. So, for instance, I might, you know, I'm going to record maybe 10 or 12 songs, but instead of putting them all out at once, I'll put them out one at a time. And oh, then maybe once they're all out there, then I can package it as an album and be like, if you want all of them together, you can buy it. But Why, um, why would you do it that way rather than just come out with a new CD? So... I, like I talk about in the article, there's a few reasons um, why I think that's the case. One is because of just the way the music industry is headed. Mm. Um, less people buy CDs every year, and um, you know the internet and all that, and, and, and people's attention spans and, and everything. It's a lot easier for them to just click on a three-minute song and listen to it 
than to be bombarded with the whole album. You know, you, you put the album up, you're like, here's my new album, and it's like, dude, I don't, I don't have time to listen to all 12 of these songs right now. And, and yep. then even if you want to, you might listen to the first one, and then you forget to listen to the other ones, or you're doing something else, you're mm-hmm. you know, taking your kids to soccer, you can't listen to the other ones, or who knows, whatever it is. People are busy. Yeah, um, very busy. Especially in this area. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's it, that's why, and I do the same thing. I'm guilty of it too, you know, even musicians that I really like and I respect, you know, it's like, I'm like, well, I'll listen to that later, you know, mm, and yes. I don't. <laughs> um, and so that's why this song is good because it's like, all right, I can like listen to this three minute song right now, you know, I can right. be driving or something and put it on, you know, and listen to it. But to take in a whole album requires a lot of patience that I just think is lost in today's generation, just the way our world is now. I agree. It's just patience is just not like a thing that exists anymore, <laughs> unfortunately. But um, so that's one reason. And the other reason is that it's easier too, like to just record one song at a time than having to worry about putting together this whole album, spending all this money on it and all this stuff. And you just be like, I'm just going to make this song right now, make it the good as possibly can, put it out. That makes sense. It's a lot less stress. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Our attention spans are minuscule these days. And, uh, and you talked about too how, um, like, uh, when videos came out, people were real focused on just the video rather than a whole album of songs. So. Yeah, very true. Yeah. And that, that kind of set the, the tone, I think, for um, the music videos did set the tone for where, where it is now mm-hmm. a little bit, um, where it's kind of, you know, um, oh, I'm getting this weird. <laughs> Have you, you done any videos? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm getting like this you can... pulsating thing. Oh, um, no. So... The music video kind of set the tone for, um, like, people to just focus in on, like, a single thing. You know what I mean? Like, not an album. Like, just, yeah. oh, this this song. Yeah. And definitely. so that kind of paved the way, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Have you made any videos? No. No? <laughs> I'm not. Um, just kind of too hard. Yeah. And costly and just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I just don't want to be bothered with it. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you had one video up... It wasn't a song. It was just about your songwriting. I thought yeah. it was interesting. Well, I did try it, you know, when I was first starting out. And I do like the idea of it, but it's hard to find people that are, like, you know, going to do it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've worked with some videographers who are just very, like, they don't care that much. So they take a long time and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, I don't know. I've just had bad experiences, I guess. Okay. So rather spend that time making New music, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And also doing something different. A lot of people put out song. I mean, put out videos. Yeah. So it's like, do I really just want to do what everybody else is doing? You know, I'd maybe do something different, mm-hmm. which is not what they're doing. So, well, tell me about along that line. What do you have? What are your goals? What is your vision for your music career? Musical career. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. It's a really good question. <laughs> Sounds like a question my parents would ask. <laughs> Where do you see yourself five years from now? <laughs> or yeah, job interview. Where do you see yourself? Yeah. Um, I always hated those. Um, it's a really good question because I, I think it changes like every day for me. Yeah. Um, basically, the, the goal is how do I keep doing this and make it a sustainable living for myself? That's the question I have to ask. So how do I sustain this? You know, obviously playing open mics. It's not going to make me make money. It's fun, but no. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so it's kind of basically it's just right now I'm not even focused, I guess, on that idea of it. I'm focused on I'm just grinding. 
mm-hmm. working as hard as I can, doing whatever I can, and see, you know, putting myself in tons of different avenues to see what happens. You know, right. like I'm playing open mics and pushing my original stuff and trying to build like a fan base. So I'm doing that. I'm teaching guitar and getting into teaching like voice and music theory and stuff. So I'm getting into that realm. Um, I'm doing recording for people. Um, I recorded my friend Anchor's album. I'm recording another guy's album. So I'm doing some production stuff oh, now. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of just doing everything I can related to music to kind of get my income going and then see which one of those paths takes off more so than the other. Yeah. But obviously the goal would be to play my own music and and do that. Mm -hmm. And get paid for it. (laughs) Isn't that everyone's goal? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So obviously that's the main, the main thing, but that's why I'm putting, trying to do as much as I can to sustain it basically. Yeah. Well, you certainly put yourself out there a lot, which is great. Yeah. Well, all right. So let's, let's hear some more music. Let's see. This is Brandon Broderick for anyone joining us in the late part of the hour here. Okay, this is called The Now. It's a slower one. It's the last 
<laughs> That's the message I gotta remember. <laughs> Thank you. That. Give me goosebumps. Good song. Um, see, I really just do this whole show just so I can get my own private concert. <laughs> I said it's the selfish reasons. It is. <laughs> but I love it. Uh, um, let's, let's just check in with uh, Vinny here as engineering. Can you give us a little time check there, Vin? Five minutes. All right. Good. It goes by so fast. <laughs> um, so wow. so how, how often do you practice? I mean, it seems like it would take so much, so much practice to do these. Um songs well it's kind of a good question because i i feel like i need to practice more than i do but yeah. you know what because i play so much it's kind of practicing like right. i do all these open mics if i'm playing five nights a week i mean that's a lot of practicing mm-hmm. technically so a lot of these open mics are kind of practice for me and that's why i do them too it keeps my chops up and i'm able to just go there and kind of mess around and try stuff out that i wouldn't do it like a bigger show you know right. like when i played at the birdhouse Right. You know, there's stuff there that maybe I wouldn't have done if I hadn't tried it out at Carla's or at, you know, one of the other open mics that I go to. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great show at the Birdhouse. Yeah. yeah. That was a really fun night. <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, so, all right. So what would you say? You practice every day, though. Obviously. Yes. Yeah. I practice yeah. every day. Um, there's no like set schedule or thing I do. I try to do a lot of like warm ups, guitar warm ups and stuff like that mm-hmm. and, and sing at least a few times. Mm-hmm. A few songs here or there. Obviously, if I have a new song like the one I played today, I practice that. More, yeah. Um, and I try to work on my timing and stuff. Like I'll put on the metronome and I'll, you know, play really fast <laughs> to it and stuff. So I do do stuff like that, but nothing like. Um, it's not like I practice for hours or hours on end. I think it's just a matter of the fact that I play so much. It's kind yeah. of just become my soul. Well, and that's practice in front of audience, which is the best kind. Yeah, gets you used to performing and everything. Yeah, and you can play. You can play that thing faster than <laughs> I think almost anyone I've heard play guitar, which is fun. Um, um, so, um, tell me a little bit more about your uh, your teaching. If if people are interested in uh, guitar lessons, can they find out about that on your website? Um, yeah. So if you um, if you just go to my website and go to the contact part, mm-hmm. um, I have my email there. So, you know, you can feel free to email me if you live in the area. Um, even if you don't, you know, I still will travel up to like 25, 30 minutes from where I live to teach. Oh, that's good to know. Um, and so anybody that's interested, you can just email me or, you know, actually my email address, bbrodmusic at gmail.com. bbrodmusic at gmail.com. Email that and just, you know, tell me you're interested and we can always set something up for that. And you do all ages and levels? All ages, yeah. I have kids that are, you know, four learning wow. guitar which is you know depends some some of them can do it some obviously it's too young but so four years old and then i have, I have people that are in their 60s that just retired and they're they want to learn how to play because they're they always did and they're just bored now so that's great you know it's never too late either um i have some guy he's like 64 he just started playing two months ago he's playing like smoke on the water now and <laughs> he's learning like scales and <laughs> excellent he's, he's shredding so it's 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 cool yeah, very good. And then and you teach voice, too. Yeah, I'm starting to do that a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, only beginners that, like, have never sung before. Mm-hmm. I could teach them how to do exercises and breathing and all that type of stuff. 
Um, but I would never try and teach somebody advanced because that's even beyond Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, have you ever taken any like voice or guitar lessons or anything like that? I have not. Wow. I took drum lessons when I was younger, but never guitar voice. No, it was just something I just did a lot. You know, I sing in the car, mm-hmm. sing in the shower. You can get good doing that. You know, at least you can get on pitch doing that. So right. you start off not being on pitch. You just sound terrible, and then <laughs> through doing that, you get on pitch. And then, then I started looking up YouTube tutorials of people teaching you how to do it. Okay. It's like proper technique and stuff like that. So I did look up lessons, but didn't take anything private. Cool. And has your, has your family always been supportive of you pursuing all this music? They have, and I'm yeah. very grateful for that. Um, they really, really push it hard, you know, because I guess, you know, they, they didn't do what they wanted to do, and they want me to do what I want to do, you know. That's nice. So that's, that's very nice. They've never been like, you got to get a real job. <laughs> I mean, they always put that thought in my head, and that's why I did go to college and get it. I did do have a degree, um, and that's why I'm teaching. But it's also, um, that was kind of more to appease them than, you know, to really do what I wanted to do. But I'm kind of glad I did it now because I can eat. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's, that's always positive. <laughs> we like to eat. Yeah. Uh, so... All right. Well, we are um, winding up the hour here. Um, this has been a lot of fun. It's uh, Brandon Broderick. Yeah, it, it does. Because <laughs> um, there's just so much fun things to talk about, music to play. and um, Tell us once again where people can find you. So broderickmusic.com. All right. And check him out. Check him out at one of these many, many places where he plays. Um, a lot of fun. And, and you know... Live is even more incredible. So get out, support some live music, um, and thank you for joining us here. Uh, This has been a blast. I'm Judith Marshan. This is Musical Notes, and you're listening to PANJ Radio. We look forward to uh, having you join us next time. Thanks again.